This podcast has been brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey, discovering the true essence of high-quality wine from Europe. Find out more on nativegrapeodyssey.eu. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Ward, and my guest today is Mauro Di Maggio. Mauro is the president of the Consorzio del Primitivo di Manduria, which is the Growers Wine Growers Consortium for the Primitivo di Manduria DOC. Yeah, exactly. We have a DOC and a DOCG, which is the sweet wine. The Dolce Naturale. Dolce Naturale, exactly. So, are you from a wine-growing family? How did you become president of the Consortium? Well, if you if you're born in a, an agricultural family, you in a moment of your life you realize you have to go back. So you're you're, you're Pugliese. You're from yeah, Puglia. Yeah, I'm from there. Where um, were you born? I was born in Taranto, which is the capital town of the area, and so my family has been producing grapes and wines since generation, and that's the story of many of us. The Primitivo di Manduria is, let's say, the most important DOC of the southern Italy. Now, its its importance is growing and. And uh, the producers of the area, I'm uh, managing a company, a, a winery of the area, which is Samarzano, but all our colleagues have done a very good job in the last 20 years. We've been producing and selling and distributing all over the world. So we realized it was the time to give strength to our work with organizing better the consortium. As a producer, you can do some things. You manage the vineyards, you, you do the wines, and you sell them. As a consortium, you do other things. You take care of the appellation of the brand awareness of the appellation you you, uh, you fight the imitation the counterfeiting activities fake wines uh, the fake wines and so uh, we felt it was the time to to go to the step further so to work together not just the single producer on their own producing and selling but all together def- uh, defending what we've done so how many producers are there of Primitivity Manduria and uh, the DOCG Reserva uh, the DOCG Reserva is a very niche production yeah. Okay. It's just, let's say, even uh, even less than uh, twenty thousand bottles. It's very, it's a small production. While for the, the Primitivo di Manduria, classico, let's say, and Reserva, we have uh, a little bit less than, um, let's say, uh, seventy companies, seventy uh, seventy wineries producing bottles in that with that sign. In terms of Italian quality wines, so DOC or DOCG wines, mm-hmm. you're quite near the top in terms of production. Is that correct or not? I think the, there is. Um, there are um, a lot of wines with, based on Primitivo and our goal in uh, the uh, communication activity at the consortium is to explain to people that the top of the pyramid of Primitivo wines is Manduria wines. This is the traditional area. It, it is where the, the traditional terroir it, it is the cradle of Primitivo actually. So what makes it special as a zone? Why does, uh, why does this particular great Primitivo thrive? I think in, uh, in every uh, I've been I studied it for every DOC you have the, the human part the, te- the technique you have the grape and you have the terroir and then for us the the grape is very special because Primitivo means a very early ripening wine wine of before Prima means before in Italian so it ripes at the the end of August already and the terroir the Primitivo as the Primitivo di Manduria area as a very uh, as a a very uh, calcareous underground which uh, with a very uh, small layer of soil so very 
thin, thin, thin topsoil over calcareous calcareous clay. So which gives very low yeast, very low yields, very small production in terms of quantities, very strong concentration. So it is a very strong wine with a lot of structure in terms of alcohol and color and with with a lot of fruit. Yep. So I've just got the production. So, so most of the townships or communes are in the province of Taranto. And Taranto yeah. is a port. It's right on the heel of the Italian boot. And then you've got a f- um, few... Um, 18 villages, yeah. 15 in the province of Taranto, 3 in the province of Brindisi. Okay. So in terms of local cuisine, mm-hmm. I mean, Puglia is becoming very well known for its excellent beaches, for its excellent food. It's been a little bit um, ignored, maybe. And it's an up-and-coming region in terms of, uh, I think, in terms of awareness in Italy. So what about um, the local food and, and, uh, and tourism? The, the recent, in the, in the past years, Puglia has become uh, very popular for tourists. And we have a lot of English people living there. In the, they call it the Trulli Show. Trulli Show, yeah. So the Trulli is, you can explain, what is a Trullo? Uh, as Trullo. I was telling you earlier on, we have this calcareous rock. So when in the past our ancestors had to plant a new uh, vineyard, they had to dig and ri- to rip off the stones. To take the so, stones away, yeah. yeah. And what did they do? They they do they did uh, stone uh, walls and stone houses with that and so in the different areas of Salento which is the peninsula of Puglia you have uh, different shapes of these houses and the most well known is Trulli they called Trulli yeah yeah which you have in the Valle d'Itria uh, in the Itria Valley which is the northern part it's uh, an area of Puglia which is not Salento it's northern than that mm-hmm. so um, and it's a very distinctive landscape when you see these mm. stone walls and you're driving around and there are sheep there as well and vineyards too and it is it is unique I mean you're so used to I mean I've spent a lot of time in Tuscany for example you, you just don't really see those kind of stone walls I think <laughs> when you uh, when you're a traveler it's much more Mediterranean than Italian Puglia and uh, it reminds you of Greece more than other parts of Italy and even because of the incredible sunlight you have Everything is beautiful because of that enormous amount of light we have all around the year. But going back to cuisine, which is a very important thing to me, I think the most important pairing for Primitivo could be with a... You you know, we have a very traditional recipe of cooking the Primitivo in a local tagine, let's say. Like a clay pot. Yeah, near the fire. Uh, with a lamb, pieces of lamb, uh, with a sauce of tomato, very slowly cooked with uh, herbs like, uh, how do you say, oregano? Oregano? Yeah, and with some wine. So with that, it's perfect, primitivo. But you can have it even with um, Stilton. Try with st- your English style, try it with Stilton. Blue cheese? Yes. I, I would suggest primitivo even to our friends of Bordeaux, for example, with a, you know the, uh, the, the kind of recipe they do with meat and uh, red berries, the sweet sauce? The canard, the duck, yeah, uh, done with a sweet berry sauce. Sweet, mm, like, yes. okay. Tell me about the tour of sweetness. Tell me about the uh, the DOCG, the Primitivo di Manduria Dolce Naturale DOCG. What's that? It's the real traditional style of Primitivo because Primitivo, because of its uh, structure, it is uh, it has a lot of sugar. So sugar uh, pump. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So the, the the workers in the vineyards they used to work for the owner, and at the end, uh, traditionally at the end of the harvest, they used to split the harvest in two, a part for the owner and a part for them, and they used to leave for them the best lines 
in the vineyard to produce this sweet wine because Primitivo, as I told you, is a, is a, a characteristic which could be considered as a default in um, winemaking terms, but actually it makes its richness because the, in the bunch of Primitivo, you have berries which are an ordinary ripening and berries which are uh, almost dried. This makes the sweetness of the, of, the, of the wine. And then in the best vintages, you have the natural appassimento, otherwise we bring, uh, we bring the, the harvest inside the, the cellar and we let them dry for a few weeks. Yeah, that's the appassimento, the drying yes, period. a little bit. I mean, yes. one, of, one of the, quotes, faults or characteristics of this particular great variety of the Primitivo is this, as you said, this uneven ripening. So this style of dolce naturale that you've explained is a really kind of logical step, mm-hmm. isn't it? And I think that's a great example of, of adapting your winemaking style to what local conditions give you. I, I, I agree. I think I'm, I'm passionate about wine because in every region you see the, the struggle of the, the people living there to produce wine, to adapt the, the style. And for us, it has become, uh, this is the, the real, the archetypical style for Primitivo, the Dolce Naturale, even if the production is a very niche production. But I think even because you can do Dolce Naturale only with the best grapes, very nice uh, concentration. Yeah, I mean, the yields are for the Dolce Naturale are set much lower than they are for the... Uh, yes, you can have the 30 quintals per hectare. It, it's very concentrated wine. How do you add value to that, though? I mean, a lot of the preconceptions about wines from the southern Italy, are they good for blending for the north, or historically they were, and they've been devalued and they're not worth very much money? Actually, I have to tell you that I have... It's 20 years that I've been working in the winery, <laughs> and I had the chance to grow together with the history of this economical phase of Puglia. And for Puglian people, uh, for Puglian wineries, we have become very strong in distributing all over the world. And now the challenge is distributing and getting more and more brand awareness in Italy. Because uh, I think if you go to many markets abroad, like in uh, Brazil, like in Southeastern Asia, Primitivo is a standard for good wine, even because of its versatile organoleptic uh, taste. Yes, it goes very well with some very spicy cuisines, with a lot of big game in Brazil and Argentina. So it's now in Italy that we are little, little, because, uh, you know, Italy, uh, there is a lot of wine, a lot of production, a lot of history. So it's difficult to take your place under the sun. So it's much more difficult here in Italy than uh, abroad. Yeah, it's a good point actually. Um, the struggle, you know, to sell wine, to sell wine locally, uh, when exports are obviously clearly going quite well. Anyway, I think it's a fantastic wine, Primitivo. I think Thank it, you. It, it gets a lot of bad press sometimes. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I worked in California and I, that's when I had some fantastic Primitivo wines. And I'm biased because my late father-in-law is Pugliese. So I want to say thanks to my guest, Mauro Di Maggio, for filling us in on the delights of the Primitivo from Manduria. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you for inviting us, Monty. And also, it's lovely for you to talk about the local landscape, the stone walls. I've forgotten about that. It's, um, I've got, just, as soon as you said it, I just I was back in Puglia and I, <laughs> you're driving around and think, oh, this is like, we have a place in England called the Lake District, which is, they have these stone walls to keep the sheep in. And I felt, it's like it's like the Lake District, but in the Mediterranean. It's like, it's not raining. And with Lake District, it's like cold and foggy. And um, it is a beautiful place to, to, to visit. It really is a stunning place, but I'm biased. So please come. I will. Nice Thank to meet you. you. Thanks a lot. It was a pleasure. Thank, Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Italian Wine Podcast. Our channels are SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify and Himalaya FM. We're also widely available on other podcast apps. Our official website is italianwinepodcast.com and that's all one word. If you're using iTunes, feel free to rate the podcast or write a review. Thanks. 
This podcast has been brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey, discovering the true essence of high-quality wine from Europe. Find out more on nativegrapeodyssey.eu. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. 